Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TA KO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is a Friday. Hopefully, your weekend is off to a great start. If it's an extended weekend, even better. Hope you're having fun, but also hope you're being safe out there. The Raptors are having fun. You just heard they closed out the Nets in Game 3, so Toronto now up 3-0 in the best of seven series. So the Nets season uh, very likely coming to a close. And as we look ahead, I do want to look ahead to Game 4, Mike, because I, I keep on bringing up this point that the NBA bubble is a bubble that we we are learning a lot of things about because we've never been there before. We don't have prior experience in how things are going to play out, whether it be home court, uh, whether it be guys of an advanced age maybe having to play, uh, not getting those two days rest in between games that maybe you would have in the first couple of rounds. But I also think that we've never seen a time where a team – can be so close to going home and just wanting to go home. I know that sure. there's been dysfunctional seasons and you know when it when it goes off the tracks the season ends, but I just find it very difficult to motivate teams who are going to be down 3-0 and then they're 24 to 48 hours away from from being home. I think it's it's been an issue with the seeding games. I no disrespect to the effort by the Nets today or even of what the Raptors accomplished, but I just don't see a lot of motivation for the Brooklyn Nets to play hard once you're down two nothing and then could pretty much leave the Orlando bubble and just be a day or so away from sleeping in your own bed. That to me is tough to have those motivations. And that's why I think like teams that jump out to those two O leads and especially the three O leads will put it on cruise control because the other team just won't want to be there anymore. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the considerations as we got to the restart too, right? Of, I mean, look what the Lakers did. Look what the Bucks did. You know, they got their number one seeds and then it was, all right, let's sit around. 
and and that's fine. You know, you've earned that right. But always that question of, you know, I, I keep referencing the old Peyton Manning, Tony Dungy teams. Hey, sit for week 17. Oh, wait, we lost early in the playoffs? Oh, sure. what, what, the, what did we do? Oh, we'd get the same circumstance next year? And then we go and do the same thing. It was the definition of insanity. Yeah. Uh, but here, you know, in the bubble, I mean, we got the great run by the Suns and everybody, you know, lit a candle and was all sad for them. I said, you know what? If they weren't bad from October to March, they might have made the playoffs. So shut up. Uh, and so it was fun to watch Devin Booker. And that's great. With Brooklyn, I mean, they were signing guys off the street to try to get a roster together. Yeah. Right, and so it, Levert becomes a bit of a star. Johnson had some run, so you know you got to see a little bit of that. And I, I think for those teams, that's what you take away from the bubble, Dan. Of you know, we got to see some of the guys that maybe aren't on on prime time very often, don't get the spotlight, but are playing. And especially for teams out west, I mean, how many people are asleep, and how many Phoenix Suns highlights are you getting unless Booker goes for fifty? Well, sure, not. I, you it's know. My, my it, you know, and, and, and just to off of that, my whole thing with the Suns, it was the same thing with the Spurs, was they met the criteria that the NBA offered, and that was mm-hmm. to be within four games of the eight seed. The problem was, was that you then had to top another team, and that team ended up playing more games than you and had an opportunity to get a better winning percentage. And that was my issue with the, with the whole thing of just of allowing those teams in and and allowing those other teams to not be in as you allowed the Blazers to do it when this you know even though yeah the Suns could have played better but the Spurs didn't even play as many games as those other teams and that's what seemed to be unfair but the point is about the Nets they're close to going home I don't see any reason on why we're going to see great effort from them in game four because they're this close <laughs> to getting out of Orlando sleeping in their own bed seeing their family and trying to go back to somewhat of a normal life it's professional pride Dan Barton. professional no, you're, you're- you're you're absolutely right. After you know making the commitment, because that was part of the buy, the the sell point for the NBA. We talked about it a little bit last hour. Of you know there were a lot of financial considerations to showing up. That I think everybody got a crash course of how the league economics and what it means to the players' percentage of the pie going forward meant if they didn't come here for the restart. Right. We're talking hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars. I saw one estimate got to like one point three billion or thereabouts, uh, maybe even more if this didn't didn't go off as planned. So everybody came in and did their part. Remember Steve Kerr, uh, his first line about it, if they were going to invite everybody in was, I don't want to do it. My guys are hurt and they're already done, like psychologically, they're already done. And then when it became a a little more pressed of what was going on, it's like, oh, no, 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 we'll we'll be good if we need to. Yeah, we'll show up. I mean, just the, wait, inform it uh, with all the dollars and cents and what it means for salary caps and everything. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll come in and do our job. And that's what guys have done. And some guys have made themselves some nice money because they'll sign with another team in free agency or force a decision on the team they're currently playing, maybe get some more minutes for next year showing and playing with some heart but to your point yeah I mean we watched it even in the restart games you could see towards the the back half of it I mean look at the Pelicans yeah we're done like Mm -hmm. we're we're not going to put up a fight in the playoffs so why are we trying to tag Zion and see you know (laughs) and bring him maybe to the point of breaking forget it let's live to see another day and likewise in these playoff series that's exactly what you got here here's your ticket to the theme park for the day uh and enjoy it come back play the final game and uh you know go off into the good night to come back next year now the question is 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 that next year when are we going to see the pelicans again when are we going to see the phoenix suns again commissioner adam silver yesterday with espn talked about what we could get for next season and in response to if you will the previous timelines that were laid out. Here was the commissioner with ESPN. December 1, now that we're working through this season, is feeling a little bit early to me. Our number one goal is to get fans back in our arenas. My sense is, and working with the Players Association, if we could push back even a little longer and it increase the likelihood of having fans in arenas, that's what we'd be targeting. That's, uh, you know, an admission. And when he first started talking, Mike, I thought to myself, okay, is this for fan safety or is this just to give the players uh, another break, you know, and and not have to turn around so quickly from a maybe a mid-October sort of 
end for a you know for a Lakers team or whoever makes the finals, and then having to restart in December at the end there, I guess was the big one of just of having the fans in the arena. How do you think that the NBA season ends up shaping up? And I'm not talking about this one, but the next season, the 2020 2021 season, Christmas Day. Or we're fighting for that, uh, fighting with all those puck classics sure. on the, uh, in the ballparks on January 1st, would that, be that's, my guess. I think so, too. And I think that the college, you know, with, with bowl games likely going by the wayside, uh, even if you have a partial season with some of these, with some of the conferences, or if some of these conferences are able to play seasons, I think that the most that you would maybe have is a college football playoff, maybe a one-off bowl game in January or two. But I don't think you're going to see a majority of those college bowl games happening. And I, I think I actually think a January one start for the NBA, if you were to do it on New Year's Day, since that calendar would likely be open to your point, would be a great fit, even maybe even more so for Christmas, because I still think you're you're maybe even pushing it for Christmas in, in, in that aspect of still. I mean, you'd still only just – I know it's only a week afterwards, but it does allow you to, to get more time, and I really think that a January 1 start for them would be great for them. It would get people to have their appetite and would take likely the spot of those bowl games that aren't going to be there. Well, and psychologically, you have the new year, right? We're, we're talking about yeah. the date 2021. So fresh slate, everything's new. I mean, how many times have things scroll? I mean, you watch the the food cha- food network and cooking mm-hmm. channels just like I do. Uh, how many times have you had people joke in your timelines on social media? Hey, they, I made cookies today. Yeah, what do they look like? They're dumpsters. They're on fire, and it has the year twenty twenty on them. I mean, that's what everybody's trying to push through and just figure out the rest of this year and go. And certainly for the NBA, you know, you said for player safety based on where the the season ends uh the the timing and, and all it but it really it comes down to revenue right? yeah of getting the fans back in at whatever capacity that is and that's one of the big fights we're going to have here for the fall because you've got some states where it's hey doors are open come on in we've seen all the different nfl teams pop up with their initial plans, I think the Ravens have changed theirs four times already. So I'm not even sure what the capacity is for them right now. I think it's down to 7,500 or 10,000 is their estimate. But Jerry wants to pack them in in Dallas. You've got Mike Zimmer talking out at the podium saying, hey, what about the competitive disadvantage if you got fans? We talked with uh, Jason Cole, our buddy on the show, uh, Jason Smith and I the other night, and I raised the point. It's like, all right, where where's the uh, the fly in the ointment? And he laughed. He goes, well, they all hate Mark, Mark Davis right now because mm-hmm. they did him the, the solid, right? And they, they did all for debt ceilings and all these other things to make sure that Allegiant got built. And I've driven past it a couple times, and I marvel at what I've seen on the outside, and I'm salivating to get in there in Vegas to, to poke around with the, and see all the bells and whistles. But Mark Davis, when told the, you know, the idea that you'd only have a percentage, he goes, if I can't have everybody, I don't want anybody. And they're one of the states where you can actually go and pull this off to some level of capacity, but he doesn't want to do it. And it's everybody gets that revenue, right? I mean, we're talking about shared revenues and a lot of this stuff. So, you know, when, when we're talking about the league's overall revenue, and what that informs going forward, right? And you parse that back out, uh, you know, he's not doing anybody any favors. So you've got the rest of the league a little ticked off about that. So it's it's going to be a, a sticky wicket there. And certainly for the NBA, we talk about it with the the China situation before the season. The estimate was half a billion dollars and that it's still a strained relationship. You're, you're chasing cash. So getting fans back into the arena is paramount for the next season. I And, and I'm not sure if people realize this, but I think that there are going to be three NBA seasons that are affected by this. When you think about it, obviously the current one is the first one, the one that mm-hmm. got suspended in March and that we're wrapping up right now. Obviously the next one is going to be affected because – We're starting later. It's not going to be the usual time. With that, Mike, if you're the NBA and you want fans, you also probably want to play as many games as you can 
to fill those arenas or to put people in those arenas so you can recoup some of the money. Well, how do you do that? You have to move your schedule, which has been talked about by many for the last 10 or 15 years of rotating that schedule into a way of playing into you know July and August. But now if you're the NBA, and maybe the, the ratings could be an issue, but now you're talking about the 2021 2022 schedule if even if you're playing an NBA finals next season into August to be able to turn around and have training camps in late mid to late September and then starting that then next season in October to me isn't realistic if you're having an NBA finals in late July and early August which would likely be the scenario that the NBA is facing if they aren't going to start playing until January and so like it is a it is a big deal of 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 how like far this can reach out we had heard the reports this week the Pacers president coming out saying that it's unlikely there's going to be you know, an all-star weekend in Indianapolis. Right. The NBA broke their contracts with the hotels in Indianapolis. Final Four scheduled to be in Indianapolis, so it's not like you would have an all-star weekend. But like we just told Isaac Lohenkron, you know, a few minutes ago, I don't think there's going to be an NFL Pro Bowl, and I don't think that there's going to be an NBA all-star weekend. The You know, to there's it doesn't seem smart to bring in a bunch of people from all different parts of the country to congregate. Plus, if you're trying to fill these arenas and they have these, you know, players there. Those are the games that matter. So do you really want LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard and Giannis playing in an NBA All-Star game? I think they're going to just wipe it out. It doesn't make sense to happen. But these, you know, the, the lasting effects of what Commissioner Adam Silver said yesterday of them not starting December 1 is going to affect the next two seasons in the NBA. And who knows, maybe even more. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to get creative to try to figure out where those revenues can be picked up. So I, I'm eager to see what the minds behind the scenes are, are working on. Maybe it's more co-branded experiences with players here, you know, by the teams. Let's, let's have a virtual meet and greet with these guys, and then we'll send you some autographed photos or whatever it is. I mean, I'm, I'm all on the revenue side of trying to figure out where there's wins here. More programming mm-hmm. for M- NBA TV, a day in the life of Giannis, and he tells some dad jokes and hangs around with his kid. I, I don't know. What, whatever it is that you, you've got to just be creative because, you know, as you're going state to state, and that's the hard part is that there's you're trying as a league to be mindful of the overall revenue goals but not create the what the NFL and we were just talking about of potential disadvantages, right? Because a lot of the players have made their feelings of no fans uh, in the bubble known, right? And and not being able to play to a crowd uh, is is certainly a real thing. Uh, but you get through and, and you you play in like you have so many AAU games or pickup games through the years. But Adam Silver, you know, we'll we'll see what the next direction is. They've been uh, forward thinking in in many respects, and now they they get to be the leaders in finding new revenue streams and ways to make this this thing go without just being. Uh, stubborn about it. Not to say the NFL doesn't have a lot of protocols, and I applaud them for doing their work behind the scenes. I just want to make that clear. Everybody's saying, well, they're not being transparent. It's like they don't have to be as long as they create a system that works. We're seeing a little bit of it in Hard Knocks. That's right. But, uh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's but, I mean, comment. not a 20-page no. dossier with diagrams of, you know, the different levels of an arena or whatever, which is, I think, what some people want. It's like, it's okay. You don't have to know everything. You've lived your life not in having to know everything about how the sausage is made. <laughs> He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Radio. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show as we are sitting in for Doug today. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. Nuggets and Jazz are just underway while the rally of Big Ten parents has ended in Chicago. We'll talk about that next year on Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dan Byer. He's Mike Harmon sitting in for Doug today. Uh, if you missed Doug, don't worry. He was actually in for Colin Cowherd on The Herd here on Fox Sports Radio earlier. We're going to hear from Doug in about uh, 20 minutes or so. Bottom of the hour, going to have some fun with our good buddy John Ramos after Isaac Lohenkron gives us the latest. But right now, Mike and I talk college football with one of the best insiders there is in the sport stadiums, Brett McMurphy, here to talk college football. Hey, Brett, happy Friday. How are you? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Howdy. It's uh, great to have you on uh, this on the heels of the the rally of Big Ten parents in Chicago in front of a building where Big Ten officials weren't even present. So you have about 20 or so parents from Big Ten schools. W- what What is the main goal of this? Is is it just an optic sort of thing? What do you think that the real message that some of these uh, Big Ten players parents wanted to get out today with this rally in Chicago? Right. I think, you know, they, they still want answers. You know, Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, put out a letter the other day um, kind of going into some of the detail on why they made the decision. Um, for a lot of people, 
including myself, that was about a week too late. That should have been the day they announced the decision to cancel fall the fall uh, season. The Pac-12 was very open, very transparent. They provided all the documentation, made it public, and then people could look at it and say, okay, wow, that's why you're, you're not playing. Okay, you could disagree with them at, at that point, but at least you saw their reasoning behind it. And now we've heard nothing negative about the Pac-12 for probably the longest stretch of time that I can That's remember right. <laughs> because of the way they handled it. And now what, what are the parents going to get out of this? Look, there's not going to be a fall season. That's, that's a pipe dream. Um, but it is, it is fascinating to kind of watch this because it depends on which group of parents. And a group of Nebraska parents is demanding all sort of documentation and, and using a lot of big words from a lawyer that basically said, if we don't get this by Monday, we're filing a lawsuit and, you know, we'll go down that road. They can file a lawsuit to get whatever information they they want. It's not going to change the end result, and that is no football in the Big Ten. The biggest problem that I've I've heard from talking with people inside and outside the league is that it was not a unanimous decision. That's obvious. And so – what do you do if it's not unanimous? Well, people that I talk to within the industry is you keep talking. You keep your presidents talking about it, deciding, you know, what can we do? Is there a little give and take? Um, you know, do we necessarily need to make the announcement when we made it? Can we wait another week? Can we wait two weeks? Absolutely, they could have. They indicated that in their, in their schedule format that said it didn't have to start, you know, the first week of September. It could move back to mid-September, late September, you know, even go into October. So there was no rush to, to pull the plug right then because once you pull it, it's done. You're not going to reverse course and say, wait, wait, we're, we're uncanceling it. So that's the biggest issue. Kevin Warren, uh, the presidents make the decision, no question about it, but Prev- Kevin Warren should not have gone forward until he got – a unanimous decision. And I think that could have happened by just waiting a week, two weeks, three weeks. And then the presidents would have realized, look, we can't do this. We can't go forward. But obviously the way they did it, you see the backlash. You saw Nebraska putting out a statement, you know, almost immediately. Um, You know, we're very disappointed in this. Sources told me Nebraska in in the 24 hours after the decision reached out to several group of five schools and said, hey, we'll pay you more than a million bucks. Come play us in Lincoln. So they were were all set to go ahead. But then obviously the next day they backtracked when when Kevin Warren and Big Ten reminded him, said, look, if you're a member of our conference, uh, there's a $50 million paycheck you get from our media rights deal. And if you're going to go play on your own, you're not a member of our conference. So you're not going to see any of that money. And so then you saw Nebraska and other schools backtrack saying, oh, we love the Big Ten and we're sorry. We won't, we won't do it again. I thought the, the most interesting part of it as it went down, I mean, we've obviously got the, the families, and it's good fodder. I don't know if you saw the, some of the stills, Brett, but you had where the headquarters are, you've got a Fogo de Chow, so you can go, oh, yeah. you know, and then you've got the Zanies Comedy Club there. So it made for some good photo ops, uh, depending on which I angle. Saw, I saw Harley-Davidson motorcycle at shop nearby too oh there you go see i mean some high-end stuff going on in rosemont uh as well as being able to get copious amounts of meat and laughs so it's good uh but when we've got james franklin when we've got other coaches uh and administrators going back to whatever the vote was or was there a vote at all i mean the fact that it became that much of a mess in in the press it doesn't speak well for for mr warren in his first year on the job no absolutely not and i mean it's you know i don't mean to pile on here but it, i mean it's you're you nailed it i mean if jim delaney's the commissioner of the big 10 they are not in this situation right now they either would have delayed to make the decision and or um they would have not made a decision at this point. And look, I'm not saying that they wouldn't have reached this decision Mm -hmm. next week, a month from now, or whatever. The problem was it wasn't unanimous. We still don't know if there was a vote because you get conflicting information from presidents and from Kevin Warren. And again, it's like, it's like the old adage, if you're trying to hire a a football coach, you don't offer the job unless you know, they're going to say yes. You don't announce what you're going to do unless it's a unanimous decision. And when you see these coaches, James Franklin, you know, Ryan Day, et cetera, Scott Frost, come out and speak like that, that's, that usually doesn't happen. Coaches don't usually, 
you know, dispute what the conference says, especially the commissioner. But that shows how frustrated everybody was with the whole process of that. You know, Kevin Warren obviously came from the NFL. And maybe they do things different in the NFL. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, he's learning very quickly on the job. You know, you, you've got to worry about your, your 14 universities and, and those schools. And if you do have a if you do have a majority, and we don't know if it was eight to six, nine to five, ten to four, we know it wasn't fourteen and zero. Then you go back to the meeting room and you guys hash it out until you get to a consent, uh, get to a, a unanimous decision. Brett McMurphy joining us here on Fox Sports Radio on the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug. Last one for me, Brett. And I know this doesn't seem important, but Mike and I were just talking about Adam Silver of the NBA saying that December 1 seems a bit ambitious if they were to resume their season. Mike and I were just talking about January 1. Are we going to see, I mean, if these other seasons do go through in the ACC, Big 12, and SEC, are, are we going to just see a college football playoff and that's it and where these other bowl games aren't going to have games? Do you have any idea what that landscape would look like? No, you know, yeah, nobody knows right now. All I know is I think I've lost track. I think I think there's 77 teams that are of the 130 that still plan to play this fall, and we've got 42 bowl games. So that's 84. They need 84 bowl teams, and there's only 77 playing. So – I would guess we're probably going to end up in a, with around 15 bowl games, if if that many, um, because you know, look, you're not going to be able to fans. They're not going to want to travel. The capacity of these games are going to be 20% at best. Some some bowls may not have to have any fans, so it probably would cost bowls more money to host the game than just go dark this year and wait till next year. The problem is for some of the smaller bowls, not the ones that are owned by ESPN. Um, but they're kind of, you know, on their own or that are run by communities is if you don't have a bowl game, you know, then some people have a hard time bringing it back the following year. And so that's a big fear. But, um, you know, I, I'm sure the people would love to have that problem. I don't know if we're going to get to that point. Um, I hope we do. I don't think we do. Um, but, you know, that's one of many unanswered questions about the, the coming weeks and months you know, revolving around college football. Brett, how much, you know, for your job, like normally it's the, hey, we're, we're getting notes from practices and trying to read between the lines of coach speak. Uh, now we're doing that with conference commissioners and health experts. Uh, how good have you gotten with the medical terminology? Uh, and and when, when, when are you enrolling in medical school? Uh, well, I won't enroll because I'll be, uh, I'll be denied immediately. <laughs> Um, but what a buddy of mine summed it up best. He goes, you know, this, this describes 2020. Instead of pursuing coaches on the hot seat, we're trying to pursue conferences on the hot seat. Which conference is not going to play? Which conference won't play? So, yeah, it, it's, it, is, uh, it is unique. Um, you know, I think I, you know, speak for everybody involved in college athletics when I say, you know, news and information that you used to gather over a month is now coming in literally daily. And that's that's been a big adjustment. Um, and the other thing you mentioned, you know, the medical stuff out there, another, you know, frustrating thing, again, for specifically Big Ten people, is you can – all these conferences, conferences have basically the same medical information, but their medical advisors, their doctors, et cetera, are viewing it differently. It's like you go to a doctor and he says, oh, wow, you got two months to live. And you're like, well, I want a second opinion. You go see somebody else. And he's like, oh, no, you got a year. So that's kind of where we're at with with, uh, these conferences and kind of relying on all these medical people. But keep in mind the ACC, Big 12, and SEC have said numerous times, and I think people people don't want to listen to this part of it, is that we're taking this step by step. It's not guaranteed we're going to play. And if we ever feel like it's not safe, we will pull the plug, whether that's the day before the season starts or midway into the season. So, yeah, they're planning to play right now, but that's not a 100% guarantee that they will play. Certainly we'll find that out in the coming weeks. Covering college football for Stadium, he's Brett McMurphy. Find him on Twitter, at Brett underscore McMurphy. Thanks, Brett. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Brett. Be good. 
Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. That's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. We are sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. And John Ramos, are you ready to sit in the hot seat? I'm always ready, Dan. All right, let's strike up the band for a game we like to call Fantasy Football. Okay, that you got to have the pause. John, are you ready to play Fantasy Football? Yes. Fantasy Football. <laughs> Here's how it works. Mike and I have a bunch of different scenarios that we are going to present to you, John. Okay. Very generic scenarios. You have to guess if it's never happened in a football game, which would be fantasy, or if it actually did happen in a football game and you would answer football. Isaac Lohenkron is our judge. He'll have the bells ready. If you get the correct answer, you will hear this. And if you get the wrong answer, you will hear this. All right, John, are you ready to play fantasy football? Yes. All right, let's do it. Uh, Mike, I'll start this one off, okay? Okay. John Ramos, on a busted play, a quarterback once scrambled and ended up running into his own teammate's butt (laughs) and fumbled the ball, and the other team ran it back for a touchdown. Is that fantasy or is that football? Well, I know there was a butt play. I'm just questioning if it actually ran back for a touchdown. So, But I'm going to say that is a football. Okay. Yes, Thank that would you. be the butt fumble of Mark Sanchez of then the New York Jets against the New England Patriots. That did happen. John Ramos, you have one point. All right, John, next one. Playing on AstroTurf. A wide receiver once blew out both his knees on mm. the same play. <laughs> AstroTurf is very dangerous. I'm going to say that is football. That is football. Yes. Bears wide receiver Wendell Davis in a game against the Eagles. Going back to the vet. I hated the vet for many reasons. But <laughs> certainly so did for Wendell that Davis. Well, I mean, it was, yeah, it was like two rubber band snap. It's one of the most disturbing images you'll see from a football game. Oh, that's just the worst absolute playing service that yes. you could find in football. John Ramos, you are off to a two-point start in fantasy football. Okay, John, fantasy or football, one team would release their lion mascot and let it run around the field <laughs> after the team scored a touchdown. <laughs> Is that fantasy uh, or football. It, it should be stupidity if it happened. I'm going to say that's fantasy. Wow, John Ramos off and running with He's three points. Fire. I actually heard they actually did do that back at the old Roman Coliseum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it here may, comes it'd Leo. Be good, for a movie. it'd be good for a movie, though, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Let me write it down. Hold on. <laughs> we could be the announcers up in the booth. Oh, I love it. All right, John, fantasy or football. Because of an oncoming hurricane, two teams ended up kicking off their game at 3 a.m. to avoid the storm. Boy, that's a good question. I'm going to say that is fantasy. That is correct. That's awfully early. early. All my rotted friends are staying up tonight. <laughs> hey, man, in a lot of states, the bars would have just closed. You would have rolled straight in. Aren't those Tailgate the- was at the, uh, the local watering hole. Aren't those where in the uh, London games kick off in Honolulu? <laughs> yeah, probably. That is Pro- true. <laughs> oh, All right, John. A team once threw their only pass of the game, which went for a 40-yard touchdown as time ran out to tie the game, but then failed to convert on the conversion because the guy who scored the touchdown was so tired from running <laughs> that he missed his block. Is that fantasy or is that football? That's an elaborate thing. I would think that actually happened. I'm going to say football. 
You are five for five. Wow. That happened to me in freshman <laughs> football in 1991. We, I kid you not, we had two pass plays, Popcorn 10 and Popcorn 11. Popcorn 10 is if I line up on the left side. Popcorn 11 was on the right side. This was Popcorn 10. It was the only pass thrown to me. I caught it because they were surprised. We hadn't thrown a pass the entire game, so why would we? I scored a touchdown but was so tired, you didn't kick extra points in freshman football, so you went for two, and they ran the ball over my side, and I was still no. trying to catch my breath. I didn't even bother blocking the guy, and our running back out no. leveled. Let's run so. a play to the guy who can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the huddle. They're like, <sighs> all right, Veer 28th, and I'm like, no. Good job, coach. By the oh. way, Banner Bear- takes his helmet off and walks off. What do you got, Isla? Banner headlines the next day in the Merrill Photo News, by the way. <laughs> it was Merrill wins 6 6. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's oh, horrible that's coaching, by the way. Just FYI. You wouldn't do that in a soccer match. No. I, hey, that girl's out of breath. Give her the ball again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, we want to do one more? Or we uh, we got yeah, we got time for a couple more. Let's okay. let's see All how right, John does. Go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> fantasy or football? A quarterback punted a ball that went 91 yards, the third longest punt in NFL history. A quarterback? Is that what you said? A quarterback? Yeah, that's did what that? I said. Yes. I'm going to say that's football. Oh my God! Wow! Wow! I can't. We can't fool him, Dan. <laughs> 1989. It's Randall Cunningham with a 91-yard punt. All right, uh, you got one more, Mike. I got one more. All right, John, football or fantasy? An NFL team once had a barefoot kicker and a barefoot running back on their team at the same time. (laughs) I could go with the barefoot kicker. I don't know about a barefoot running back. I'm going to say that's fantasy. That is correct. Wow, seven for seven. Ed Notos Jones, you know, after two games, if you had a barefoot. Imagine what those feet would look like with no shoes at running back. All right, Harmon, you got the last one. Last one. Football or fantasy? An NFL player decided to retire at halftime and left the stadium. Oh, I think that's football. Yes. Yeah. That's wow. Davis. Unbelievable. Look at you. Eight for eight. It- if you would have told me before the game that John was going to get eight right, I would have said that's fantasy. <laughs> there right. it is. Yes. Fantasy football yes. here John. on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. We are in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox. Is LeBron James acting his age? We'll talk about that coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Mike Harmon sitting in for Doug today here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Doug was a little busy earlier today. He was sitting in for Colin Cowherd on the herd here on FSR. And we're going to hear from Doug now in a segment we like to call. And now. <laughs> what does the fuck say? First, you're going to hear from LeBron James. And then you're going to hear what Doug had to say about what LeBron just said. It's been three or four seasons at one. I mean, it started from, from training camp uh, to preseason, you know, traveling abroad to entering the new year with the tragic death, obviously, uh, of Kobe and, and those victims on that on that uh, helicopter. To the stop of the season, to you know, players getting injured, you know, Rondo going down for a big, big piece of the year, you know, to the restart, not having our brother Avery Bradley here, and so on and so on. I, I don't even know. It feels like it's just been like three or four different seasons. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, everything he said is accurate. There is another way to look at it, right? Like you got more time at home than you ever get ever as a professional athlete. But okay, it's a it's been a long year. Like, man, there's still we're in August. They're gonna be playing basketball in September and October from last year. He's not wrong, but the fatigue in his voice sounds like a guy in his mid thirties. That's like. It's been a long one, you know? I just need a break. I mean, if you want to look at it rea- realistically, he had four months off last offseason. Then they had, what, two and a half, three months off during the middle of this season? Like, he actually had a lot of time off. It's only tiring because it's spanned a long time, and you're old. You know, I agree with Doug, Mike, and I think that, you know, what LeBron said, there's a lot of validity to what he said, but I would also say that I think LeBron is the master of adding to his own legacy, so as to talk about how long this season has been, while all legitimate reasons, it's also LeBron bringing it up and almost telling you the things that they would overcome as a team or he would overcome as a player if they were to win that championship. Well, it's reasons for my greatness if we win, it's excuse making if we lose, Sure, right? With the groin injury and operation shut down long off season 
came back, had the long time to sit home and, and hang with the family for a couple months here uh, before they restarted. So, yes, long, but it, it's just when you go through that laundry list, you you basically set it up for your detractors to say, look at, I mean, all he did was everything's an excuse. And for those that want to stand for him, now it becomes the look at all that they had to overcome to get to this title. I think it's masterfully played. I'd love to see the whiteboard they drew it out on. By the way, one advantage that the Lakers do have, and I get because they're both in the same time zone, but the Lakers and Blazers are always playing that late game of the day where, you know, Nuggets and Jazz had to play a game at 1130 Mountain Time when they started this series. They're playing right now. Other teams on these, you know, days have had to move around. Lakers getting an advantage by always playing that late game. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, the NBA missed a golden opportunity to cash in. We'll tell you what it was next. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.